1: everyone, this is Chris Grosso with the Indie Spirituals Podcast on the Be Here Now Network. My very special guest today is my friend Matt Belair. Matt, thank you so much for joining me, sir.
2: What's up, brother? So good to see you again, man. Thanks yeah. for having
1: me. Uh, it's a pleasure. So let me tell the people a little bit about you before we jump into this conversation. Um, living a life dedicated to to acquiring the skills and knowledge to help others on their paths to greatness has brought Matt Belair to a level of expertise attained by few. With experience in fields ranging from mental fortitude, zen, the pursuit of inner peace and positive living, martial arts, marketing, snowboarding, and travel to neurolinguistic programming, meditation, sports psychology, life coaching, and conscious living, he's equipped to support you in whatever you aspire to achieve. A -a one-of-a-kind author, speaker, and conscious thought leader, and podcast host, Matt believes in potential. His own, yours, everyone's. Seeing the possibilities in someone's life is his greatest gift. He knows we can all be great, and so there's nothing that despairs him more than to see someone suffer or settle for mediocrity, and nothing that brings him more joy than to witness them achieve their highest potential. He has incredible vision and sees the un ignited potential in every individual. Matt is truly special because he has the rare ability to help others see, believe, and create the inherent potential within themselves. Matt has traveled the world and put himself in the fire to test his knowledge and his limits. He spent time in Nepal studying meditation with Buddhist monks and survived a near-death experience while trekking Everest. Traveled the world as a professional snowboard coach, trained mixed martial arts with pro fighters in Thailand. He has learned the secrets to becoming an effective and powerful leader, speaker, and trainer under the guidance of mentor Michael Lozier, the best-selling author of The Law of Attraction, and spent time in China training with 34th-generation Shaolin monks, just to name some of his incredible experiences. This wealth of experience and training have led Matt to a high level of coaching proficiency in the fields of sports psychology, self-development and awareness, marketing, the law of attraction, and meditation. For more, visit www.mattbelair.com and www.zenathlete.com, both of which will be linked if you just scroll down, whether you're watching or listening to this, and you can click on it. All that said, again, Matt, thank you so much for joining me today.
2: Yeah, brother. Thanks. That, that intro is long. It's so interesting because <laughs> actually, um, you know, it's so weird to make a bio for yourself. My best friend wrote that for me. Nice. Uh, so, you know, as you're reading it, I'm just kind of thinking of him and I was like, yeah, that's, that's super, super nice. Super it's weird to hear yourself, you
1: know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Dude, I, I totally relate because I could never write my own bio and I had uh, my editor write it for me and whenever I do speaking engagements or, or conferences, whatever, people will read it and at the end when I'm about to present afterwards, I feel so weird because it's this whole like list of, you know, all these achievements and I'm sitting there thinking like, I'm just this guy who's still laughing like while I watch The Simpsons and, you know, all this stupid shit. So... Whatever, man. It's cool, though, to definitely highlight what we've done in life. You've <laughs> reading this done way more than I have, um, and I'm excited to explore some of this with you today. I feel like we could do like 10 podcasts and probably not even scratch the surface, but let's jump right into it. So obviously from your bio, there's so much ground that you cover. I know one of your great points of passion is uh, meditation and sport. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you had me on your show, which thank you for that. That was a lovely conversation. I'm excited to pick that up and and continue it here. And I remember talking a little bit about that with you, you know, when we connected initially. So, you know, knowing that meditation and sport is part of your passion, I figured we could start there and I would love for you to talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, sure, man. Um, you know, so for me really like, you know, the bio and what I've done is, is Essentially, just being a lifelong martial artist, like Mm. embodying that philosophy and martial arts is development of mind, body and spirit. Right. And so that's what you're learning right away. And so you're into meditation. And it's not just about being able to, you know, beat up your opponent. It's about safety and discipline and respect and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so. Um, I did martial arts as a kid, and then when I started skateboarding, I was able to apply this stuff: concentration, um, what I would tell myself, how it would get in the zone. So I'd be learning tricks; I was uh, um, learning at a much faster rate.
1: Wait, Same thing. important question though: what kind of skateboard were you riding? Uh,
2: like a trick, trick board, trick like you board. know, what I mean, like a, yeah, like a, uh, oh, like a World Industries. My first one was a World Industries okay, there we uh, Flame Boy versus what Willie. Was like. Because <laughs> I
1: I am. So we need to know these things. So that's a good first board. My first board was Nash. And I'm talking like that's generic and then Veriflex and then finally Powell Peralta. So you started with World Industries. Very nice. Sorry to cut you off. I
2: used ones first. You know what I mean? Like my parents wouldn't buy one because they're still like 200 bucks. Right. So they didn't know if I was serious. I had these like junky, you know, (laughs) things until I was like committed, you know.
1: And then you got the World Industries.
2: And yeah, that was the greatest okay. day of my life. Sorry <laughs> to
1: cut you off, but you know, we need to know these things. So anyways. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um so so I'm learning tricks faster, but at this time I don't know why. I you know, I don't know why I'm, you know, and I'm explaining it to my friends. Then I um you know, I move up west and I I think to myself once I uh, graduate college, if I can make 4000 uh, dollars a, a month. I can be anywhere in the world and survive and thrive. Wow. So I started looking at internet marketing, and I end up going down to Whistler and becoming a professional snowboard coach. And then again, bringing in these um, visualization, all the stuff that I learned through martial arts. Because with extreme sports and skateboarding and things like that, it's, it's so similar to martial arts. Because there's no team; you're the only one. Um, you know, and you, and it's about your self development. You're you're the one who's going to decide how good you get, and you've got these thresholds to pass, and it's just all a personal test, right? um and so i think that we can use sport as a catalyst to develop our mind body and spirit so meditation and sport you know if you meditate you're going to be a better athlete if you learn self hypnosis you're going to be a better athlete because you can install the belief systems um when you understand the psychology of excellence of awareness um understanding more of your body through breath you're going to be a better athlete so the way that i kind of see it is this like um kind of judo hack into teaching a generation of kids all this self-development mastery you know because they're they're wanting to be a better athlete right so it's a bit of you know if lebron james i always use him as the example but um you know starts to say hey meditation is good it makes me a better basketball player how many kids are going to start meditating Right. So, so that's kind of the idea there and in, in giving them, you know, those tools. Because, you know, some of the athletes I've like, I, I work with one athlete and he set two world records after, a month after we had one conversation.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big deal, right? What were the two yeah. world records, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Yeah. So, uh, his name is Brody Carmichael. He's awesome. He's a really great guy. And uh, he's kind of like, it, like rednecky, like a little bit, you know, like he <laughs> likes the outdoors. He's a freestyle motocross guy, right? So he calls me because I'm coaching another guy, Pat Bowden, and a uh, uh, professional freestyle motocross again. And I helped him and gave him my Zen athlete stuff. Um, so he had fallen on his first front flip attempt on a motorcycle, right? And there. You know, there's this level of necessity to land it because you know if you miss a basketball shot, both your legs aren't going to explode. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're totally fine for the most part. Um, so he had fallen, and and we just do this session with him. And I was like, I checked, you know, I enhanced a couple perspectives, but nothing major. Then I said, look, man, if you want to do this trick, you don't have to read my book or get my program. All you actually have to do is just visualize this trick an hour a day every single day until you know you can land it and you'll know and so and i was like it's going to take you about four to seven days it can take you about a week and that's it seven hours so he does it um you know in neck competition two weeks later he sticks the front flip um i think a week or two after that i can't remember what exactly he lands the world's first front flip heel clicker wow. um, and then uh two weeks after that he didn't even pra- this is the thing he didn't practice this one time he wasn't even on his bike for those two weeks and he was going around uh, in schools talking about mindset because he's a you know a little bit of a big deal where he is in Australia and uh, you know inspiring kids. So without one practice run, lands the world's first front flip Superman. And the worst part is he takes it on a freaking potato phone that's like a nokia something from and i was like dude you just did this should be a nitro circus you know all the internet and like nobody knows who he is i was like oh my god it's like it's like this is geez but so you get this potato phone and he just does the world's front flip uh superman but it's it it's it's simple the the processes are simple but um We don't do them because we don't have the necessity, right? So, and then you go the the level up to Dr. Joe Dispenza's work where he's basically trying to convince people if they go into a meditative state for an hour a day and visualize health, they will heal their bodies. Mm -hmm. And the people who have those necessities, like have cancer and terminal illnesses and things like that, there are many, many, many documented cases of people having miracles. Through doing the same thing, and so everything that I've read has said that same thing: is if you can clear your mind and go into the void or the empty space, whatever you put into that empty space and feel it and live it will come into this reality. It has to. It's it's a it's a law of vibrational energy. Um, but the thing is, because it's so a little bit odd, right? Like people don't, you can't, you know, it just seems a bit weird. So they have no necessity, and that's why with with Pat in the bike, it's so easy to convince him because he doesn't want to break both his legs; he could die. Mm. Or, sorry Brody um right they could die when they do it so they have a necessity so instantly within five minutes of getting off the phone he emails me back he's like I've made it already I've just done it and you know most people I'm like wasting my breath to try to convince them that this works so now I you know work with athletes that are you know yes I understand this works right I don't want to waste my time trying to convince you you know right it's like just do it it's kind of like if you want strong legs you know, you go do squats. They're, it's the most effective exercise, but nobody's ever seen a squat rack. They don't know what it is. And, you know, I could go in there and you could tell the science about what's happening in the body and the central nervous system. Or it's just like, just don't go do five, sets to five squats every second day for a month and see what happens, right? Fucking you-
1: squats though, man. Like, <laughs> let me, let, let's talk about squats real quick because I've worked with them and I've researched and maybe you can break this down for me, but like, my knees hurt and I've read like, well, you're probably standing this way or that way wrong. You know, like, mm. so let's, let's take a, a really quick sidetrack here and, and how should your, your stance be for squats just for people? Because I know they're like an amazing exercise, mm. but help me out, man.
2: Yeah. So this is what I recommend. And, and uh, so my workouts change cause I do, there's a guy Pavel Tatsulin and he's mm-hmm. on the Tim Ferriss uh, podcast. So I highly recommend listening to him cause I wanted to snowboard and, and so I didn't want to like do squats and things and then not snowboard. So I started yeah. training, um, you know, what he says and it's like these heavy lifts. So basically um, those lifts, although they seem simple, are complicated yeah. and they take a while to master. So I recommend going on YouTube and watching five or six squat videos because there's a lot of things to it. But basically, you know, your legs are a bit wider to the shoulder, like a slight duck. Um, but then you've got all these other complicated mechanics. Right. That's not the only thing that's like step one. Right, and right. It's simple, but it's actually a complex movement.
1: Well, that's the thing is. And I've done that. Like I've watched, man, at least 20 videos and, and a lot of them contradict the other. Like, here's how you do the right squat. And then I'll watch mm-hmm. the next one. Here's how you do the right squat. And it's, you know, contradicting the other one. And so I've tried all these different means and methods, and it's to the point where it's like, man, I'm just getting old. I'm 38. Maybe I just have shit knees. And it's like, I run a lot too, and I know I've put a lot of like wear and tear on my body. So I,
2: I think running is worse. That's what I've heard because it's consistent impact. Yeah, running is one of the the harder ones on the knees. The same with skating, right? Skating is not. Yeah. Not well, that's why yeah. I tell
1: people like I still skateboard all the time, but I don't do tricks anymore. It's kick, push, coast bottom line, just like the Lupe Fiasco song. Like, I can't get up from those falls like I used to, man. The bruises take a long time to heal. The sprained ankles, forget about it, man. Who's got time for that anymore? Yeah, so. yeah,
2: you're paying the dues. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I'm, I'm out for, like, a month. What happened? Yeah, yeah. skateboard. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, anyways, I, I do appreciate what you are saying, though, like, earlier as, uh, about, you didn't say it this way, but kind of it, it sounded like integral cross-training to me, you know? and And what mm-hmm. I was hearing was, like, for me um i found that when i was getting into longer runs um and bringing mindfulness into them uh that helped me when i would sit down on the meditation cushion and during those times where you'd be 20 or 30 minutes into a sit and part of me would want to get up but the other part of me was like no you can do this you know it reminded me of like when you're at that 6 mile mark and you're running a 9 mile you know run you're and- there and, and you know you can do it and then you do it And since you've done it, you know, you can sit for that much longer or when I'm out on a run, you know, and I'm at that six mile mark and it's like, oh, I know I've been in meditation and I've wanted to stand up and walk away, but I sat and stayed with it another 30 minutes. I know I can do it. I've experienced it. I know it's there. And then I could finish those, you know, two or three miles. It's a very interesting dichotomy to me, that kind of integral cross training, um, so again, that's not necessarily what you're saying, but that's what came up for me while you were speaking. And I'm using that as kind of a segue into this Zen Athlete uh, program, which is something I know you're very passionate about and have been working on, and, and you, you've you already talked a little bit about it. But if you don't mind talking a little more about Zen Athlete and your inspiration behind that, um, I'd love to hear it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that feedback's great, right? It's, it's There's they'll say like, there's so many different ways to learn a lesson, right? So how you're going to, you know, take that information and find your own example and analogy is perfect. Then you're like, Oh, cool. I've got like the message. You know what I mean? There could be 20 different analogies that, that are the same message. So, you know, I totally resonate with what you said. And so for me, Zen athlete is, you know, the the goal is to popularize the mental game of sport so that you go play football, hockey, snowboarding, skateboarding, you, automatically train the mind just like you go to the gym if you do any of those sports it is normal and 100 percent expected that you will go to the gym and you will train your body um but we know for sure that the mind is the thing that makes you the great athlete the great person the great human being it's the mind that sets all of those bars um so why are we not training it why are we not learning how to meditate what our what our beliefs are things like that so that's like the big um you know, mission and with Zen Athlete, you know, I've spent my life basically testing uh, different I, I just was so interested in mind power, mm. mindset, mind. Power. So, anything mindset or mind power since I've been a kid. So, you know, I'm reading about meditation, lucid dreaming, astral projection, um, self hypnosis when I'm in my teens. And, you know, some of it's going in, some of it's not going in. Right, right. Uh, Right, uh, I got I'm trying different healing modalities. Like, I'm certified Reiki, but then also in China, they do a different form of energy healing. You know what I mean? And like, I don't care what it is, if it's out there and it has to do with mindset, I try it and mm. I get to it and I see what it's like. So, I can have the most wild conversations about you know, dimensions, astral travel, aliens, wild experiences. But in Zen athlete, it is, it is so simple distilled techniques. It's the squats. You know, if you want strong legs, these are the five exercises. This is how you do them. Just apply them. Um, so it's distilling that. And then furthermore, I want it to be so easy for any athlete um, to come in and and use this stuff. I have like guided meditations, and then I teach you how to make your own. So it's just like so like so binaural beats, right? So I have binaural beats mm-hmm. that in you know install. You know, you know, getting in the zone, and then you're an amazing athlete. And then we're installing the belief systems you want. And then I show you how I do that, so you could change it to any sport you wanted. Um, then you've got guided visualizations for parks and whatever you're trying to learn, or if it's a specific trick or whatever it is, and it relaxes you and you experience it. And then I show you how to create your own. And you have a guide to relaxation. This is what you need to put in. Then you start creating your own. And the interesting thing, what's happening actually, and I didn't expect this, I'm actually working a lot more with uh, successful business people mm. um, because you take that same level of. Uh, necessity to land a trick that's never been done on the planet. And you apply that to your business with like, you know, cause there's, you got risk, but it's not like in your face, instant risk. Right. So if you can take that level of mindset mastery into business um, you know, you can really level up your game, and it's a way to think about things that you know it's, it's not typical business training, but it applies so much. And so that's what I learned in Phoenix. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I kept getting more. You know, business people was like, does this work for this? I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, this is almost like business mastery because mm-hmm. again, you, you're taking that the, the skill set of what somebody has learned to do something that's never been done, and literally risking their life right if not at least you know when they fall in freestyle motocross it's bad you know breaking back spines some of them don't walk away so you're taking that level of necessity right what you learn from putting yourself into that situation and you can take those principles and apply it anywhere so it's like learning from someone's like oh you went right to the edge but i don't need to go to the edge i can actually take what you learned and i can apply it here and if i do I'm now way above, you know, my own. Like again, you could use business as as a catalyst to develop your mind, body, and spirit. Right, right. And it's just a catalyst because you know when when that guy lands the trick, he's not f- like full happy and harmonious in that sense. He's stoked, but you got to be whole, happy, harmonious, and full of self love the whole entire journey. Mm-hmm that's the whole point that's you know that's what I want to give athletes and again like the professional athletes that are out there people just think that they're happy that's the other um, people that I want to work with is just creating the self worth beyond sport getting them super stoked on life fulfillment and meaning because a lot of it comes just from sport
1: amazing and I know you know from our previous conversations you talk and I think you covered a bit there but about the mental aspect you know like um, of sport and and uh... You know, so would how could you elaborate on that a little bit more? The mental aspect, like I know you were just starting to, to, to talk about it, but really, like, and not I mean, we'll say sport here, but it's not just sport, it's life. So, we're, we'll use sport as the example, but you know, the right. mental aspect,
2: yeah, totally. Um, it, and it's such a deep subject, man, it's so so right. deep. It's, it's self-mastery, so it's basically you know, understanding your mind, body, spirit, um, but looking at how well you can concentrate, what your internal dialogue is. It's like looking at your operating system like mm-hmm. a computer and choosing how you want to run your uh, mind, your software. Um, and so you, you kind of, uh, first of all, look at how, okay, this is how it works. These are the things I have RAM. I have this, I have that. I got programs. This is Final Cut. This is blah, blah, blah. blah. And then once you figure out what systems you have, you, you choose and code each system. Um, so visualization is a practice. Understanding your internal dialogue is a practice. Um, and the nice thing is, is you can learn this. You can go from like zero to like mastery in a few months, Um, because it's, it's not complicated stuff. It's just, it's really isolating. So the mental game is, is, uh, what, what kind of states can you bring in within yourself? Um, how do you feel? How do you, um, think, uh, what are your practices? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, Hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so deep, but it's really like, it's getting to that point of like really connecting with yourself and being able to like change perception and awareness, um, to, Uh, what is going to benefit you most? What state do you need to accomplish this? Right. So, and also belief is a huge thing too, right? So for him to do that trick, he needs a hundred percent belief that he's going to land that trick. So just like business, if you don't have a hundred percent belief, if you got zero percent belief, you're going to be successful or you can get over this breakup or you can, you know, survive, you know, I I don't know if you talk about it, but I know you personally had like challenges. And if you go through, um, you know, those challenges and say, woe is me. Right now, my life is over, and I can't get through, no matter how hard it is, uh, then you're you're right, you're screwed yeah. so so one of the kids that when I break it down to what I'd love to see in schools and youth organizations is three fundamentals: uh, you're taking a basketball shot. number one, how to clear your mind. You know, Show them just some breathing and centering. Number two, visualize what you want. Visualize the basketball shot going in. Three, no matter what happens, choose the most powerful and positive perspective in any situation. You miss the basketball shot. You got number two. Cool. I want to make this one. You miss that one again. Then you get laughed at. Your girlfriend breaks up with you. People call you stupid. Um, what is the most powerful and positive perspective you can take from that situation? And if you can live your life like that, those are three fundamental shifts in consciousness. Mm-hmm. You empower a kid with that you know, for his life, now challenge is just opportunity, right? And you go from victim to creator real friggin' fast. And most people don't know how to clear their minds either.
1: And, and I love everything you're saying, and I do work with youth as well, and and not just youth, from, you know, from college down to elementary school. Um, and there is more on the college level, but uh, a bit of skepticism or even cynicism, you know, towards any of the stuff that we're talking about. And <laughs> that obviously makes it difficult for a person like you or I who are trying to present these ideas to them. So just out of all, my own personal curiosity, you know, when you walk into this environment and you're working with these younger people, youth-specific, great when some of them just hear it and adapt it and work with it. That's beautiful. But I'm sure you've probably experienced those who might hear it and are like, "Yeah, I don't know, it's kind of woo-woo or whatever. How do you approach that?
2: Yeah, it's a really good question. It's interesting. I like to say that Zen Athlete is like 20 years ahead of its time and like <laughs> 50 years, thousands of years behind the time. You know what I mean? Like I know,
1: you know what you mean, yeah.
2: When they did Samurai Fighting, you know, there's whole books on mindset first, right? You're literally going to die. Yeah. So what kind of mindset would you need if you freak out and get afraid? You're going to die. Yeah. You know, you have to be really confident and really connected to your body and, you know, really in flow. Um, so, you know, I aim t- to, you know, attract the the people that are open, first of all. Right. Because yeah, I don't want to waste my breath anymore. And I used to. Um, But now, like when someone's in there, just, uh, you know, uh, the way that I draw the line is like, okay. um, And I just take them through a process where they can feel it. Mm -hmm. um, And one of them is just, uh, you know, okay, like here, let's do an experiment. Let's all close our eyes, take in three deep breaths, um, visualize a lemon in our mind. Um, and then bite that lemon and feel the juices and they'll have their mouth salivate, right? And so it's just bringing in the information through examples that they can actually directly experience um, or sometimes, you know, quoting a great athlete that talks about mindset also helps depending on what age group you're, you're talking to, bringing in that um, reasoning, right? You, you know, you want to bounce with logic and, and a study and something like that. So, you know, there's a study on um, basketball players where they do visualization and, uh, you know, they improve 24% without uh, even touching a basketball. The, mm. in the, and then the group that shot, you know, improved. Well, they, 23, the, the group that shot was 24%. Um, and then the group that didn't practice was zero. So just through visualization. So you can bring those things up, um, but it's, it's it's giving them a direct experience you know, or an analogy that they can really relate to and that's like finding, you know, your audience. So that's what I really like is that is uh the lemon, you know.
1: Yeah, that's cool, man. That yeah, giving them something that they can relate to or meeting them where they're at. That's also meeting. exactly. Yeah, that's meeting. the approach right. I take. Meeting someone yep. and not just youth, but adults wherever, like meeting people where they're at. I was talking to a friend yesterday, the day before about the way I will approach certain events I'm doing. And I will always have, like, a general outline. But beyond that, like, I don't memorize what I'm going to say. I don't, you know, blueprint it out because that doesn't do justice to anyone who's taking the time to be there. You know, it's like, let's survey the room or I will survey the room when I'm in it. I'll take a look at who's there. I will listen as, you know, I kind of introduce what's going on and, and, you know, the... Uh, the conversation is a huge part of it. And from there, I just kind of assess, all right, then what do we need to talk about here? So like you were saying, meeting people where they're at, young or old, doesn't matter. But I, I find that that's just a really wonderful way to, of course, not just connect, but really make significant change or help people make significant change in their lives. So something you can relate to?
2: Yeah, 100 percent. And and that's where your your own level and work come into play, because you're going to with with a level of master, you're going to be able to give an example that relates to them. Yeah. You know, and if you've got minimal knowledge, it's a little bit harder. Right. Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, how, how you know, and asking them questions, you know, yeah. you know, have you ever experienced this before? Um, you know, do, are you aware of like, what are you aware of? Like, if you have you've never heard of martial arts, like, do you know who Bruce Lee is? You don't. Yeah. OK, shoot. Well, we're not using that one. Yeah. You know,
1: what I mean? right, right.
2: You know who Jack Nicholas is, you know what I mean? He's like, before every shot, I go to the movies, right? what is he talking about? He's talking about visualizing. Um, you know, for the snowboarders out there, there's a guy he landed the world's first quad cork, uh, Max Perot, and in in the little video from Monster Energy. Um, not to plug them, but had like yeah. some you know, friggin' monster. I was like, <laughs> and I want like I you know in that whole industry because I'm I'm in it and the extreme sports. I want like some good sponsors. Like my my show is sponsored by like Organifi, which I'm super stoked on. But nice. like, or even just water like something good, right? Like right. and I thought about that as like if Red Bull wanted to give me like 50 or 100 grand, I was like would I take it? I was like I hope not because I know it, I know it's not good, but like I definitely want 100 grand, you know, that would be great. It's, so
1: there are bills to be paid, right? It's a very tricky thing, I know.
2: But then you know, but it, you know, and this, I kind of digress here, but like, you know, I'm coaching and you got a 10-year-old drinking a f- massive effing and can of Monster's huge yeah. and it's Poison and it's terrible yeah and i'm just like oh my god like you don't even need a little one and why are they giving you know it's, it upsets me deeply
1: sure <laughs> i understand i appreciate your passion
2: <laughs> yeah it, it just so bothers me yeah. um you know so we want to give like you don't and that's the whole crazy thing when you get conscious around food and, and everything else you're like holy crap everything's trying to kill me and my kids and if you want to make a conscious choice <clears throat> you have to really seek that out and go pay twice the amount Yeah. You know, you you got Red Bull, then you got monster, then you got full throttle, then you got this. And then over here, you know, it's like maybe just water and then like an apple. And you're like, you're not going to give me like, you know, they've got some juice mixes now. But
1: yeah.
2: uh, Right. So anyway. So, yeah. So this video that's put on by whoever will just say drink water or something. (laughs) Um, He lands the world's first uh, trick. Never been done before. Exact same thing as Brody Carmichael. He goes, I visualized it so many times in my mind. Um, that I'm just so happy to do a first try and it's four flips and on the last flip he is is so set and confident he lays out the last flip he's like tuck tuck you know one two three spinning flipping spinning flipping and then on the last one he's just so aware never done it before never no one has ever done it and just lays it out perfectly and just stomps it like like the most beautiful thing you know and so when you can show that those examples, right. Of excellence and, and, you know, and really engage, you know, where are you at, you know um, and ideally be in environments, you know, where they want to hear it, <laughs> which is, is way nicer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's always nicer and easier, but hence I ask, because sometimes you're not in that environment, you know, and it's like, you're just there. And for me, it's like, all right, all I can do right now is offer my honest self and hope that it connects with the one or two people. If more, awesome. But, you know, just lay it out raw and real and honest and uh and hope. And and that said, you never know what seeds are planted for some people. You know, that potentially maybe it meant nothing to them in that moment, but a week, a month, a year later, something'll spring into their mind, Oh, I remember hearing this and then it, you know, inspires them to go to the library and pull out a book on this or go check out a meditation center or Zen Athlete or whatever the case may be. You know, you never know. So
2: and that's, you know, as you were saying that, that's actually what I was going to chime in and say, yeah. um, you know, some of the people who are, you know, a lot of, I think there's a lot going on in the planet right now. Yeah. A lot of people are waking up They're they're you know, you're getting the midlife crisis at whatever <laughs> age you're at, right? Cause yeah. like, Oh God, this is broken. I'm like, yes, it is broken. It's very great, much very
1: broken.
2: so. Yeah. yeah so it's like, what are you doing to fix yourself? And so then when you face that question, like, oh, oh darn, um, but, you know, with the people in, in transition, a lot of times I'll tell them, I was like, look, man, I was like, just be nice to the person that you got coffee to or that uh, simple awareness is your job. Yeah. You think that, you know, in in your mind that you got to be, you know, doing save the world or whatever, or you want to like be contributing. But why is it not enough to just be your honest self in, in situations and show love and compassion when uh, it's necessary, right? So right. I get an athlete going on and, you know, I got my podcast and I got, you know, I got Chris Grosso coming on. He's I'm super stoked, and I get my coffee, and I'm and I'm running back. You know what I mean? And you know, some old lady needs help, and I push her to the side. Shout, old lady! (laughs) Chris Grosso waiting. You know, and so you know, and then I'm like, hey, you know what, man? I'm I'm five minutes late. There's this little old lady. I had to help her with her groceries because that's what I was called to do in that moment. Or there's a kid and there's an, a circumstance and you can just show love and compassion and that's 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 our goal. That's that's it. You know, what I mean, that's awakening. That's enlightenment. That's that's everything. And when we continually make those small choices daily, 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 then you know what I mean. You get upgraded and you'll get upgraded in consciousness. You'll get upgraded um, in all these 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 different ways. Um, and then, and especially like how you feel and you're like, Oh, it's simple because you have to do it every day. If I'm good a hundred days and I'm and I'm following my intuition and being cool, but then on, you know, day one oh one I'm a mother effort, then like I really messed up that day, but I can learn from it. So, you know when you're talking to the kids, you know what I mean? Like that one what if you just change one life and like that's your whole purpose was just like to have one super meaningful impact yeah. through direct awareness on one human being like and you watch that person's whole entire life you know unfold as you just planted a seed and they create a family and raise kids at a certain way and you just did one thing that I think that happens all the time and that's enough man we are enough you know you know we want to because we understand the power of it we want to just like you know got 500 kids boom they're all awake reading Ram Dass, being (laughs) nice to each other, being loving, just, you know, just in it. Right. And that's what we want so deeply because we want them to have a place of peace where they are. Um, And then as, as people who are trying to serve in that same sense of just doing your best, just showing up and being honest is is the best uh, therapy, the way to speak, you know what I mean? And Mm. it's beautiful.
1: I love you just said, we are enough, you know, something that it's such a beautiful sentiment, something that for me is so hard to really accept at times, you know, even after many, many, many years of practice, you know, like I know in my, in my gut that that's the truth, but then the mind kicks in and, you know, the mind wants to do what it's going to do. And until, you know, you are far from enough, you know, you, you have failed in this way and you haven't fulfilled that and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's huge because I, in my gut, like I said, I know, I know it's true. I am enough, you know, we are enough already. Um, a little unscripted, but can you speak a little more to that? Like that we are enough.
2: Yeah, that's, that's it, man. And that's what it all comes back to that for like, like everyone on the planet, you know, uh, even like I said, those athletes, you think an athlete that's, uh, um you know the best in the world at something like an nfl player super bowl ring mm. you know the goal was an athlete you know beyond making you a better athlete is to make you whole happy harmonious and full of self-love mm. no matter the outcome no matter if you didn't land the trick no matter if you didn't get the nba championship no matter if you failed at business you're enough always and and i struggle with that too and and it's normal you know self-worth is like even now i struggle. you know i'm like sure yeah. like geez like come on and so how do you resonate you know that, that, that feeling. And I think that, um, you know, you do it, you do it daily and you do it through learning and really deprogramming because all the stuff that's telling you not, you're not enough is in the mind. Mm hmm. And that has been planted there on purpose. I feel anyway. You look outside, and you got the you know the women's magazines, and that's how you're supposed to look. And then you got the men's magazines, and then you've, yeah. we're idolizing yeah. actors, and then we're idolizing these. And then culturally, within your culture, we've got this hierarchical system that we're in. So this is happening. So that's where going in to find out you're enough. Keep going in, and mm-hmm. the more you go in and connect and have that humility, you're going to kind of because it's a it's a weird thing, man. It's a vibrational thing. You can't think yourself into self worth, mm. right? And so it's it's doing the practices and honoring yourself, right? If you're an artist and you're working in the oil fields, you know what I mean? You will not find that level of self-worth there because you're dishonoring yourself and you know that. So looking at it, th- right, it's really that like self-reflection. When you know when you're on the path and you're doing the work um, – you know, like actually yesterday, um, like I felt like, you know, like that came in. I was like, man, I was like, I just worked for seven hours straight and I didn't do a damn thing. And I was like, oh, and I just felt like an a-hole. And then I look and like, you know, I, I, two podcasts came out with, you know, really great people. I had, you know, five people on Instagram. You say, thank you for the podcast. This, and it's just starting to go, you know what yeah. I mean? And then uh, another piece of content comes out from another podcast that I was on. So then I just saw this bunch of content come out that i created right and i was like i'm doing what i can i'm trying my best and that's all you can do and then i kind of got the vibrational you know you're good man you know (laughs) like you're trying your damn best i know it right so you have that thing but if you're so off track um you're not going to feel that right so it's getting on track looking within being of service and and it will become a natural byproduct um, cause it's, again, this stuff isn't, the thing is that that's the mind, that's been my thing that I've, I've loved to study the same with business people, man. Like I know people make $300,000 a month that aren't happy, you know, <laughs> yeah. most, most of the time I was like, damn man. Um, but so money isn't it either. Right. 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 So, it's not money, so what is it? And you know what it is? It's, it's finding yourself. It's going through all your baggage, all your hurt. Cause you know, like, let's just go this way with it. We're in literal, transformation now with what I'm like looking at like zen athlete is like so like like beginner of what I'm like looking at and researching and putting my head around and like, okay, what's important. How do I share this? Holy crap. And so it's like this ascension game. We're in an ascension and it's an individual personal ascension and shit's going on on the planet all over the place. But how you ascend into this like being is a, so there's a, there's a cat. Hey. They got the cutest cat. It's a cat he's, friendly
1: show. No worries.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. As I've used random things, mm-hmm. he's, he's the best cat too. Um, <laughs> cool. but, uh, Okay. Yeah. So you have to clean up your junk. Nobody's getting out. You have to go through your darkness. And then, so once you kind of do that and you heal yourself, then it's like, how do you want to serve? You know, until you're thinking about how you can serve the planet and take care of yourself, love yourself, take care of yourself, heal yourself. Right. And then just, you know, be like, how can I serve? And that's the beautiful thing because like, you know, I, I use the analogy of like a forest. You look at all the beings in the forest, just doing their things. They, they, they're naturally in harmony with the forest. It just works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The forest is in perfect flow. But if you have like a crow trying to be uh, a moose and a moose trying to be a beaver, then that natural system is going to be all messed up. Right. And, and the beaver is going to hate his life. You know what I mean? Because he's like, you know, I just want to chew wood. So when you figure out that thing by looking in and it's like, what do I enjoy to do? How do I follow my bliss? How do I follow my passion? How do I create? What do I need to let go? Mm -hmm. in order to do what I love most and that's again you know this is like it zen enlightenment 101 let go right well you want to hold on to your ferrari and also reach enlightenment at the same time well maybe you got to let that go or or what what balance are you playing with so um so literally going through that and then when you figure out who you are and then you're like holy shit I'm a beaver and then (laughs) you start just doing beaver things and then naturally you're just in harmony with the forest, which is the world, which is the planet. And that's, and that's what we all have to do, you know? And, and and that's, you know, I think it's like, we're in a very, very serious time on the planet and it's all, it's a very personal transformation. You know, it's stop looking outside you for everything, for your government to fix you, for a God to save you. You're the one to do it.
1: Couldn't agree more. I just recently got a tattoo that said, no saviors will save us with an anatomical heart. It's like, it's not that I'm, you know, against the idea of a God or whatever, but it's like, we will save us. You know, we have to take the power back. We have to do it. We have to step up. Um, And so you're talking about cleaning up these areas of your life and, and, and doing that work. And I know part of that based on when I was on your show uh, involved ayahuasca. Um, So we're kind of almost in a way, but not totally like switching gears here, but I would love to hear a little bit about that. If you don't mind, you know, ayahuasca and the impact that's had in your life and, and cleaning up and and healing and growing. And as I say that, I know you're, you're choking a lung over there and I apologize.
2: Yeah, no, no, it's perfect. I know it's got like a cough out of nowhere. Um, Yeah. So ayahuasca was a, a great assistant, uh, definitely 100% plant medicine, you yeah. know, it's medicine for your consciousness.
1: Right. And, and, and I'm glad you say that because it, it's a distinction. A lot of people hear the word ayahuasca or psilocybin or whatever and think drugs, but no, I, I appreciate plant medicine. That's how I would say it. So thank you for saying that.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's very important because the thing is they're coming from a place of ignorance and fear.
1: Sure. Um, it's not
2: for everyone. Right. Um, yeah. you know, that's fine too, but you don't know what you're talking about yeah and so uh you know and that's just fair and that's for me is experience right and that's why like i would be comfortable in, like um like i don't have a sports psychology degree but i would be so comfortable in uh the new york yankees locker room with any sports psychologist on the planet mm-hmm. because i have done experiences and i've been in it and i understand it you know what i mean i've earned it yeah. and so with ayahuasca is an experience and uh so so for people who don't know it's it's becoming a little bit more popular i Dimethyltryptamine is the active ingredient. It, all plants, all animals, all humans produce it. And I wanted to do ayahuasca because I had been to that place because it's hard to describe. It's like, you know, it's it's very real. But mm. um, you, there's no words for it. But I had been there through meditation. And so when people describe it, it's like, I've actually been there through meditation. And so now I can do a breath pattern and pretty much activate DMT and have a psychedelic experience. And it's the same thing. Um, so ayahuasca really – um, w- was a great gift. You know, it's, yeah. it's humbling. It's very humbling. It's challenging. It's not fun. You know, I don't right. get s- excited to do ayahuasca because <laughs> it's like, it's going to visit your mother. And like for people, you know, listening, I'll say it's like this. Um, I put it a couple of ways. It's like a, a duck. You give it ayahuasca and now it has human consciousness and it's like, what's this? And like, this is a flat screen TV. Like, what's this? This is a cell phone. What does it do? And, and so and when he's in it, and the ayahuasca is on. He's learning this stuff, but then he comes down and he's just learned cell phone, and energy, and whatever it is. These cars and whatever we're gonna teach him. Ideally, some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but um, then he, then another duck asks him, "Yo, like what happened?" And he just quacks. Cause that's what I'm essentially doing or quacking, but it's more real than here. So that gap from a duck to a human, from a human to whatever ayahuasca is, it's very real. It's a, it's a, it's a level, um, that you're like, holy crap. And the thing is, it's not addictive. It's just to show you it's a realignment, you know, right. and then, and then it's grounding and integrating that information. Holy! I just showed you food from a five-dimensional perspective. I stopped, you know, eat, I was eating only meat pretty much as like it's the biggest carnivore ever, yeah. and uh, went to like ninety percent vegetarian diet within one one thing because it showed me food in five D, and I don't even know what I saw, but it changed my core DNA being. Mm. I was like, whoa, and I was like, okay, got that one right, and then I had to choose to integrate it, right, and so I had to then start walking it. Because you see it so clear as day, mm. right? And then over time, you can actually have really interesting experiences. And I know friends of mine, and myself included, have some of the wildest stories about beings now, like you know, ascended beings, like energies, uh, experiences in meditation that are deepening, um, you know, that are so vivid and and visceral. And it's like. Um, so a wild example is in Dr. Joe's work, he, he has a pineal gland activation meditation, which is just like taking an ayahuasca drink, but it's different. Okay. Um, same, 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 but different. Um, and so he's like, you know, he's in there and he's trying to convince people like, you know, if you do this weird breathing pattern, like you could activate DMT and holy smokes, if you do, you know, you're going for a ride. And mm-hmm. so <clears> – <throat> So, um, he, he, before he does this, um, he goes, you know, I, he goes, I kid you not, I've seen beings the size of this room come down and heal people. And he's like, and the way that I understand it is, uh, resonances. So look at Tesla everywhere. It's all vibration, Right. right? And, of the light spectrum i think we see by point zero zero two like zero three something stupid small whatever it is not much you know what i mean so if we want to resonate at 90 and these beings are at 90 they can't come into like density they can't come down we have to get up there to their level for to interact and so what's holding us down well we don't know well if you're in like anger and hate and that's the low you if you go into the wrong part of town and people are super drunk, and you feel that, and they want to do something bad. You feel low, right? You, you're literally grounded in density. You go around love and kindness and family. You feel light. Right. So how, where does this scale go? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, so that's that's like the experiences that we can we can actually access. Um, and I can't remember how I got into that. It's like super ramp. <laughs> Um, you know, what is, what's possible through, oh yeah, ayahuasca, right? So, and once you, once, once you do ayahuasca, you could tell me that you saw Bigfoot riding a unicorn over a rainbow to a pot of gold and I wouldn't even question it. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, where, what, where did that happen? Mm -hmm. You know, what did they look like? Describe them to me. You know, did you hang out with them? Did they have a message for you? It just takes your brain and shatters it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and so you hear and really, and then I remember too, one of the experiences I had in ayahuasca is like, um. Uh, Enlightenment's like the middle, right? So I'm reading a Zen book, and then I read Enlightenment book, then I read Krishna then I find Alan Watts, and then I find this, and it just showed me like a maze like this, and it just picked me up by my my as like whoop, and like Enlightenment was the middle, right? And I was like trying to get a cheese, and each book was like this thing, but it was like I, it was just so clear. It was like oh, that's what enlightenment is.
0: Right. Oh,
2: I could have just taken this drink. <laughs> and not even of this uh, but then you come down and it's like like the duck thing and you just want to remember one thing. You just want to – anything that's a plus b just like just give me the word phone. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean and you don't even know phones exist. Just right. give me the word phone to come back with. You're like please. And so um Yeah. So it's extremely powerful stuff and whatever and and it's medicine. So if you've done a lot of uh, you got a lot of darkness in there, it's going to be challenging for you. There's a guy and overall ayahuasca is like the three main things are people want to be more loving and kind to themselves. They get go through like some sort of healing. They want to be more loving and kind to others and they want to be of service to humanity and treat themselves better. That's like the common theme of every sit I've been through after you're so humbled. So mostly someone's always laughing someone's crying uh you're always always someone's puking um (laughs) but this guy goes you know it's ruthless terrible awful right and he goes into how terrible it was he comes back the next day same thing ruthless terrible awful third day comes back and he's like i kind of got through you know i got through and you know i feel better we find out he's at x hell's angels muscle so he did a bad stuff he did a lot of really bad stuff and so when but he worked through it he oh you got to own your shit yeah. right even like if something bad has happened to you and this might be tough for people to swallow if something bad happened to you, you you're not ascending yourself and you're not doing yourself any favors by holding on to that pain yeah because that's density And that's why it's a challenge. It sucks. I know it really sucks. But you know, I work with people. Sometimes they're fifty in business, and their whole life motivation is like something that happened to five or ten, and it could have been serious. But now it's forty years later, and that person still has that same effect on you, Mm -hmm. because we have to learn how to go through that, and then we have to. And that's like going through your darkness. Like, okay, and how do we get to a level of forgiveness? But when you can, you just unload an an energetic dumbbell of weight that's controlling how you live and now this is your challenge
1: yeah heavy stuff and and beautiful and i appreciate how you said again reiterating it's not for everyone but if you feel called to it you feel called to it i had a conversation with uh gabor mate you know an addiction expert earlier last year and he said very much the same thing you were saying you know it's not for everyone but if you're called to it it's worth exploring so Mm -hmm. Anyways,
2: and, yeah. and, and and one side note too, yeah. like uh, if if that's something that you want, um, you, you, this and this is where your honest like integrity comes in, you know what I mean? Call out and just go with feeling, because you know it can be like popular now in Peru. Like, don't look at like you know, just give it some time, yeah. do some research. Find somebody who knows a ceremony that can vouch, you know, because yeah. you want a good shaman. You know, some people have asked me, and this is how intense it is. I know, like, you know, I'm a shaman. I have like a past life and I do shaman stuff at Burning Man, but I am not an ayahuasca shaman. Mm. I would need to do tons of different things. You know, I do right. like different, I do different practices and I help people in certain ways. Yeah. But like an ayahuasca shaman is so serious. Like, oh man, I thought you could do ceremony. I was like, I cannot yeah. do that. You yeah. need a proper That's guy. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's what you can do. Find somebody who knows. So, you know, treating it with the utmost respect, yeah. you know, that you stay safe. And, and you know, so the, I recommend that and just, you know, add that um, in there.
1: Appreciate that. Well, Matt, this has been a wonderful conversation. We're, we're just about out of time. But uh, the websites, again, it's MattBelair.com and ZenAthlete.com, correct?
2: Yeah. MattBelair.com, ZenAthlete.com. <clears throat> um, lots of stuff on there. Like, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. And I'm I'm... I'm making new meditations daily. I have one super powerful one, the Heart Journey, that you can get on there, and it's literally a process that hypnotizes people into finding their life purpose. Um, And when I do one-on-one sessions, I've had uh, 15 people cry. Wow. one pop out of their body and one piss himself from a healing and oh. this is something <laughs> yeah and I, this is something i didn't sit down and create i just my friend had an issue and i was like and i usually don't even do that like i guide them sometimes but i was yeah. like here let's try this and the second i did i was like whoa like this is really powerful i haven't seen anything like this so that's something like a lot of people are in transition and i give them that as a form of medicine because our minds um are are in survival right so yeah. our ba- like our conscious Uh, base programming is to survive Mm -hmm. for us to survive we need to eat to get the food we need the money so if we want to think about our infinite potential um, but we can't draw the the gap on how we're going to make money it's our our mind's going to do a thing and shut it down so this is a hypnotic process that lets the heart take over and show you and you're like whoa okay cool this is what i'm most passionate about and it can draw some lines for you um Mm -hmm. so then you can uh have the courage to go go forward uh with that right because that's what we got to do what Mm -hmm. would you do if you had a trillion dollars every day For the rest of your life, how would you live your life? And so, a lot of times, people can actually do what they want most with way less than they think, Mm. but it comes with the process of letting go. And then they see them like, oh man, if I would, I'm letting that go tomorrow, you
1: know? I love it. It's like the Zen saying, let go or be dragged. And that's one that I've held very dear to my heart.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. But, you know, sometimes you need to be dragged for a bit, you know what I mean? Just be aware you're dragged. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm going to hold on to this bumper for a bit. Yeah. I'm doing yeah, but right. I don't care I'm <laughs> for a bit right. you. let go in a bit yeah. pissed off <laughs> right? so, <but> then, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways Matt
1: on. thank you man it's been a real pleasure I'm going to have to have you back on because there's probably 10 more things I wanted to talk to you about but you know unfortunately time is of the essence but um, deep bows of respect to you for the work you're doing what you're bringing into the world uh, it is much needed today now more than ever um and, and I'm just very deeply grateful for you, uh, for taking this time uh to have this conversation with me. Thank you, man.
2: You too, brother. Love Appreciate and respect. It. Love you, man. Thanks.